Buongiorno, everyone, and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and movie lovers. I'm your godmother, Sonia Stanger, <laughs> and I'm joined in the studio today by legendary bagman, Shawnee Zaza, <laughs> and of course, the family consigliere, Jer Laguazzo. <laughs> Hi, boys. Can I interest you in a cannoli? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I feel like some offensive things might happen on this episode. I but know, but, Italians. you know, Italians, come on. I'm not really impressed. I would so. advise both of you to stop having this conversation right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'll wait outside. That's the voice of our lawyer. <laughs> that was, he's consigliere Our lawyer, Johnny Fontaine. <laughs> <laughs> well, in case you couldn't tell from all that, this week we're going to the mattresses. By which, of course, I mean that we're tackling that behemoth of mafia movies, Francis Ford Coppola's Godfather trilogy. And yes, I said trilogy. <laughs> we're acknowledging all three. We have to acknowledge all three. Mm-hmm. We, did, we did watch all three. Yes. We did. And it was quite the experience. Yeah, so. I, I feel sort of like I ran a marathon a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I feel okay, but my legs do keep cramping. Mm, for me, it's my eyes. <laughs> I started... Like a week ago. Yeah, you were smart. Because it was, I was like, this is too much. This is full Lord of the Rings style, as we were yeah. saying yeah. before. I did do them all, like like I did the first one one day, the next day I mm-hmm. did the second, and the next day I did the third. Um, which may have been a mistake. I don't know. Maybe you, not. You got really immersed in their mm-hmm. li- in the yeah. life of the Corleones. Yes. Well, we'll talk about that because I feel like it is interesting watching them together. But first... Yes. Um, but let's first. just let's just set the scene. <laughs> what is your relationship to or history with the Godfather franchise? Um, well, a week ago today, <laughs> <laughs> literally, I I think I watched I think I watched the first one a couple years ago, and then promptly forgot a lot of what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that was a I haven't you know it wasn't a big thing in my family. Mm. My family. Your family. <laughs> uh, Definitely, like, in high school, there was a, a moment where everyone was watching it. That mm-hmm. did happen. Uh, I distinctly remember watching one and two at that point. Um, and uh, it, it was, like, at least in my, like, group of friends, like, it was a thing to talk about for mm. a bit. Uh, but it was lumped in with, like, Scarface and with um, Casino and Goodfellas. And, like, it was, like mobster month or something mm-hmm. at, at high school and like everyone Rock just mobster <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> that is correct anyway um and then in film school it's like it will it's the godfather's revered right mm-hmm. like it's it's a thing and it's referenced and it's it's a moment that you have to be very aware of at least the first one i would say mm-hmm. I, I think. but i thought isn't the discourse that the second one is everyone's like the rare sequel that is better than the original? I mean, I don't agree with that. It's a take I've heard, but I yes, feel like that I have. It is a dominant thing, and it is two like two films that are regarded as some of the best films of all time. Yes, mm-hmm. which I was kind of like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. It uh, was like fine, yeah, but I wasn't. There wasn't too many moments that I honestly some of the moments that shook me the most 
was in the third one. Yeah, but, yeah which we'll get to. We'll True. Get to. But I, I would say, like, the film school vibe is, like, there are three days where it's coming up, mm. at the very least. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just in reference to things that happened surrounding it, Marlon Brando, of course, the Oscar moment, oh, like, yeah. all the, you know, all the different sort of parts that go along with everything. Oh, the Marlon Brando <laughs> I know. I, I, would, I thought about doing my intro in a Marlon Brando impression, but I can't do it. You could have done it. I, you come here. That's pretty good. It's that like, was pretty good. On this, the I'm day of pop. my daughter's yeah. wedding. Sean. I love you, how you never come to my house anymore. <laughs> I love how every time they have a, a social gathering, the Don, like Godfather, just like hollows himself away, like squirrels away in some room, and people yes. just revolve well, the door, go in, in and out. He's got responsibilities. I know, so but I, if I was work. if I was any of the other family members, I'd be like, "Hey, can uh, we get some help?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, we'll talk, he does we'll talk about jobs. women and how much they <laughs> yeah. are just working in these movies and yeah. not yeah. Yes. taking part in anything else. Um, but yeah, I my mom introduced me to at least the first one. I think when I was in high school, like I remember watching it a couple times. But yeah, I always forget like a bunch of what happens. Yeah, and then stuff will start to kind of come back to me as I'm watching it, like his wife in Italy, and oh, then yeah. she like gets into the Apollonia. And the, and then I was like, wait, what happens to her? Does she come back to America with him? And then, she spoiler alert, she gets she in the car, and I was like, oh right. And then <laughs> she takes one last car ride. Bad things happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, which, if you had to say, which of the three is your favorite? I'll just jump in here. The first one's the best. I don't mm. know where this attitude is coming from. <laughs> Whoa. And this so, uh, I can't remember what's his name. The writer of the book of... Oh, Mario, like... Mario Puzo. Puzo. Puzo, yeah. So, as far as I understand, the book is the the first movie. Mm. And after that, maybe more was written for it, or, like, I don't know how things came to be after that point. But uh, it's, like, the whole thing is the tale of Michael Corleone. And there are a lot of really cool and interesting parts in the first one. And then the second one gets, like, that's where this, like, zaniness starts to sort Mm. of creep in. And, like, scale in uh, mafia movies is a thing that I have now realized is maybe a problem. Scale? Yeah, like, so the first one is about, like, it's it's very, I don't know, grudgy. There's just a few people fighting (laughs) over some very specific issues. And then in the next one, it's got to be bigger. So mm. it's like countries, you know, like, the, oh, yeah. and then the third one, he's on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> like, it might as and well And it just goes The third nuts. one is insane. He's yeah. making the deals with the Pope. He, the literal Pope. <laughs> like, it's, it's anyway, uh, it's crazy. The first one, I think, is sort of the core of, like, what it's supposed to be. I think people like the second one better. Because of Bobby D. Mm-hmm. And well, he brings it. Like, I'm not really saying does. We got to see young Vito. Yes. And even though he, like, there was, I was, I was like, oh, we're going to see him, like, use his wiles. And there was a part where he's like, I'm going to make uh, Don, like, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> I'm getting over COVID, listeners. <laughs> it's it's all gone except for a little tickle. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I'm going to make the Don like an offer he can't refuse. And then he goes into him and I'm like, I'm going to see this charm in action. And he's like, so I actually just don't have the money. So can I just pay less? And then, <laughs> like that was his whole like offer. It was just like, 
I don't want to do it. Yeah. No, the offer was the the shooting. That's the uh, that's the offer. Well, that offer comes later. Yeah. Well, that's but that's that's definitely what he had planned to do. But it is this whole thing of like, you know, without when when watching it, I'm going to ask you this specifically, Sanj. Mm-hmm. When you watch it, does going back and forth in time offer anything? Like, does does aligning his son's journey with his journey really add, or is it just like, I want to see this guy when he's young? Yeah, that's actually a really good question, and I don't know that I have, like, a super straightforward answer, mm-hmm. because I do think, yeah, like, I think, I think you're right that that's what it's supposed to be, is yes. kind of like watching Vito's development into Don Corleone, and then watching Michael as he kind of descends further and further into... Corleone-ness. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Madness. In, into sin, sinister, sinisterness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that there is like a a lot of parallel between their journeys. Yes. Like, it's interesting because I also thought that, because I've, I've seen the second one before, at least parts of it. Mm-hmm. But um, I really was like, oh, we're going to get some backstory here that will like provide some clarity into... Mm-hmm. You know, like his approach and why Vito Corleone is the way he is. Right. But we actually don't really get that. No. He just goes to New York and then kind of gets sort of a bit roped into mafia activities. Mm-hmm. But there's not really any like character development. Like it's not like he starts out reluctant and then starts to become more mm-hmm. of a criminal and then kind of slides into it. No, yeah. he just is like, okay, like raises an eyebrow once and then it's like, well, I guess I'm just doing this. Like we don't actually really learn anything about him. No. And like in the first one, <laughs> it is rushed with Michael. Like the way, because he just like like a scene will happen. Two years will pass, and mm. he's a lot quieter and meaner, you know. But it still works. Like yeah. you still get like him like going into it, and like the things that drive him to kill someone, to try to kill his father, or you know, like all these different things. Um, and but yeah, the revenge train starts right, and it do not stop. It do it do not Mm-mm. ever. But uh, as it, Diane says in the end (laughs) it'll never stop it it never ends it never ends but then well no we'll talk about it anyway Mm -hmm. um yeah i agree i think the first one's also my favorite for that Mm -hmm. same reason and i actually really like the way that time kind of just passes and the movie doesn't really it doesn't hold your hand or explain Mm -hmm. everything to you it just assumes that you will come along yeah yeah um and i i love that too just all of a sudden two years later they're like at a more extravagant family party, mm-hmm. and everyone's acting a little bit more insane. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, time is obviously passing. Yeah. Fredo <laughs> is acting a little more of a fool. Yeah, the hairline recedes. Um, <laughs> but you do get, like, hints or, like, indicators of, like, when things happened. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they put them in in a skillful way. And I do enjoy how the first one is this sort of roller coaster ride that, like, you don't get off of like it doesn't Mm -hmm. end in terms of like there's a nice story like you know a bunch of people go down and then that door closes and like you're just out of it so there is something satisfying to that being the end of the story Mm -hmm. where like it's it's just happening again that's what the story is is an ongoing story absolutely and like on i don't know if you guys saw this but mario puzo was uh, going to write, or he had written, or was in talks to write the fourth one. That mm. was Vinny. Uh, Vinny is now sort of the older Don, mm-hmm. and I forget what the sort of, and it was going to be in like the nineties. Um, Vinny's Andy Garcia, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he is sort of the head of the house. 
And um, and then Mario died, and it didn't really go off. But hmm. I think it would have been cool. Possibly for Maybe. the best. Maybe? I don't know. Maybe it, they could have uh, had a redemption. Yeah. I would have liked to see it. But the other thing, and this kind of leads into the third. And if Talia Shire is still alive, like, come well, on. That's true. But it leads into the third sort of part, the third part issue, which is like, does organized crime kind of only work before technology comes into, mm. you know, like, because even in the third one, is it the 80s? It's supposed to be the early 80s Yeah, or I think so. And like, you have no indication of what time it is other than the car. Like, that's it. Like, that's the only, you know, like, there's yeah. no, like, kids listening to cassette tapes. In or- that way, it does make it a little timeless. Like, actually, the third one was the only time we even got sort of a mention of the Corleone's financials, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Like, mm-hmm. there was a part where he was talking to the Pope, or not the Pope, but an archbishop or whatever. And he was yeah. like, we can put $533 million in your account, like, right now. And I was like, oh, the Corleone's got this type of money. That's crazy. Like that in the eighties. Like that was not. I guess you didn't. You knew they were rich, but you didn't have quite a grasp of what they got going on. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Sean, which one is your favorite? Okay, I know this is controversial. Say it. I I'm know ready. it's controversial, but you guys, I really had a lot of fun in the third one. Gotta say, sure. it was like everything else was like the plot was literally like. Hey, we thought of like we uh, like we crossed Vincenzo and he said this, so we whacked him. And then actually Nero was there too, and he got he turned it on on us. And it was like, who are these men? I can't keep track of anyone. Yeah, Who's that the enemy? is fair. And in the third one, I was like, okay, I know exactly who is well, going on because it's only Joey Zaza for the first do we hear, of the do film. Do we hear the word Joey Zaza four hundred times? Joey Zaza is just a bad seed. Okay, it's he's a always fun on. Word oh, to he's say. one of he's, the baddest he, seeds. He's always on 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 the films and talking to newspapers in his own neighborhood. Hmm. What? Yeah, <laughs> I know, did I want them to pronounce it Zoe Zaza like all the time? <laughs> I, I felt like they were so close to doing that, and they never did. Um, and then it's like, oh. Um, we're in business with the Catholic Church. Like, we're buying the the Pope. It was, the stakes were quite huge. Yeah. And for me, I th- well, there's other glaring issues in the third, but I do think that becoming, like, this, like, world-scale thing did kind of hurt it for me because it is, you know, like... It oh, was Fast and the Furious 9. Yes. Sure. Like, yeah. oh, let's go talk to the Cardinals and see if we can sway the Pope to sell us a mobilare. And I was just like, what are we watching? What are we saying? Okay, and also but... that the name Corleone is on everybody's tongue. Like, yes. everyone's like, oh, like every pope, every archbishop, <laughs> everyone knows. But I honestly did like the kind of criticism of, A, the Catholic Church is oh, yeah. many dark dealings and world of excess. Yes. And also kind of the the way it kind of like then draws a parallel between organized crime and basically white-collar crime, yeah. like basically the, just billionaires. The whitest billionaires. collars is yes. a priest. Yeah. Real. Well, um, only a little bit in the middle, I guess. <laughs> which in a way, yeah. in yeah. a way feels like a bit ahead of its time because that was made in 1990. And I'm like, oh, cool. So we're like still dealing with this oligarchy issue now. Oh, very much. And I, I don't think, I don't think it fit, like the problem is, not a problem. These are all three good movies. And well, the, but the whole time, mm-hmm. like I was drawn in, like I, there was Where? never a moment where I didn't want to watch it. 
There were moments where I wanted it to end. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I do feel like it's a type of storytelling that is very modern. Okay. Mm. Let me pitch this at you guys right now. Okay. Okay. Let me throw this. Let me throw this at you. Please. I'm ready. Let's not have The Godfather the way it is right now. Let's have it be nine one-hour episodes. Well, that's This is always your thing. Right? Because if you think about it in that regard, it actually might be like a very tight thing. Oh, if it was an episode just from the point of view of every member of the family? Because that's kind of like just nine of them? Incredible. You know. The Robert De Niro episode? Like that could have just been a... I bet you someone has tried to make this. Maybe. But my point here is that... Puzo says no. (laughs) I think it was ahead of its time in a lot of different ways. But also, like, if they had that format now, like, if someone was willing Mm. to buy that and they could have approached it that way, I do wonder if things could have been richer and, like, we could have, like, slowly peeled things back more and more. But instead, like, there are things I really appreciate where we see, like, pretty intimate moments with, like, shirtless men eating before they're going to put their suits on and go, like, do a thing versus, like, a press conference where they're like kind of bickering about the sale of a bajillion dollar corporation from mm-hmm. the church. You know, like it's just like a totally different vibe. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And like it's just, you know, oh, okay, I understand. Like he's supposed to be the most powerful crime lord in the world. Got it. I, I don't know if I care about this anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, we're here. <laughs> and oh, I guess the plot of the fourth one is literally like the Corleone family loses their fortune it's like like it's a hundred year legacy and they just like dive it into the ground Mm. so Mm. that is kind of interesting that was the proposed fourth that's the proposed fourth well because that there was some like um lack of continuity for me between the second and the third because at the end of the second presumably like things are going very badly for them as a family things are falling apart Mm -hmm. like the last thing we see in the second one is michael has fredo killed Mm mm-hmm and it to me that symbolizes like the family the is, the is really yeah Fractured. falling apart mm-hmm. and then i guess like it sort of deals with it in the third one in terms of it deals with michael's isolation within the family like there's that one shot where they're at that gala or whatever and they're getting like a family photograph and it's all like little people in groups all around him and then he's just kind of alone in the middle and so i guess they sort of explore that but there's not really an explanation of like how how he came back from that or like like it just i don't know it it felt like a weird jump and mm-hmm. i know it's a big time jump and presumably like i don't know he figured out how to legitimize quote unquote the business and that's sort of what it's about yeah but i don't know like i feel like it just was like a almost like a deus ex machina thing where it's just like okay and now we're Let's looking just, at this because yeah. it's it's more fun if he's yeah like doing billion dollar mm-hmm. deals with the Pope. Oh, man. His, and it's now an action movie. His obsession with family and how he, at the end, he's just by himself, mm-hmm. flopping off that chair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dark. 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 I mean, you kill your own brother. Well, I'm back to I was butt. like, is Fredo really that bad? No, like, I mean, I I'm get like, why I he, he was did, a problem. I, mm-hmm. I guess he did, like, betray him, but. Just because he was dumb, I think. Yeah. I feel... I don't know. Wait, let's talk about Fredo. Let's talk about him. these siblings, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... If you... I will just talk a sm- small moment about 
Connie Corleone, mm. who I'm obsessed with, and we get she gets such a great arc. And the first one, she's such a brat, mm-hmm. and she, like she is like she's just rude and got a big tood, and it's just like <laughs> such a spitfire. And then, okay, like, but also is a victim of domestic violence. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's not, like, I'm like, um, no, but I mean, like every time she talks to her like brothers or like she's just mm. like I don't know. I was just like, oh, she's so. And then in the third one, she's. This like such a schemy sort of matriarch. Yeah. Mm, well, you skip over the second one where she has her fall from grace. I feel like the the effect of the violence and right because she's like an alcoholic mm-hmm. and she's fall? like never yeah. with her children. Remember when they're oh at that my party? god, you're right. Yeah, that's like right at the beginning, mm-hmm. so you can be. Where did for when did her her husband die? Was that first one? Second one. No, the Se- first one. Because Michael... Oh, yeah, yes, you're right. Yeah. See, this is, I watched them many, both on the same day. Too many people, too many things going right. on. Right. Oh, yeah. But, so um, Michael killed her husband. Carlo, I think. Yes. Yes. The, yes. The, and then he... Sucked. And then he she was like... Much. She was like, did you kill him? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then she believes him. And she's like, got it. And that, she also believes him about Fredo. Yeah, that was Kay, though, who asked if she did... Like, that was at the end of the first... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Oh, she... His wife was like, did you, you know, did you do yeah, this horrible thing? Yeah, like, no. And then later on, she's like, well, obviously, you did this even worser thing. Well, and so. I think that Connie knows also that he... Yeah, I think yes. she's in a lot of denial, which maybe contributes but to But she's just thing. like, she's mm-hmm. like, love you, Michael. It's a very interesting way place for her. Yes. And then, she, like, she does have these really interesting moments where she, like, you, well, for at least, I don't know, like, 20 minutes, you think she may have, like, fixed Michael and Fredo's relationship mm-hmm. and, like things do kind of seem like maybe they'll work out. And it it is interesting to have these moments of, like, Michael's frailty about, like, worried about losing the family, like his actual literal family, not the crime family that surrounds him. But I do think that there could have been more time, like, exploring, like, what the loneliness of being the head of things mm. is. Yeah. Because the whole time, I'm like, it's like, how long has it been since he saw his kids? Like, you know, oh, I'll be back in a few days. Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, oh right. my God, like, that's crazy. Yeah, and every time he talks to one of his kids, they're like, so, what's up? I'm like, <laughs> what, what do you do again? What's your name? How have the past three weeks been for you, you know? And I don't uh, know if that was just uh, Sophia Coppola, um, you know, floundering a little, but <laughs> or not. Which we'll talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, it's, this is a very interesting, like, encapsulation of patriarchy, very mm-hmm. literally. And then also somewhat figuratively. Yeah, because Carla, or I mean Carla, Connie is like in the mix. Like she is very high up, knows mm-hmm. a lot, but she just like doesn't have any agency or like, Mm-mm. like well, at the end she does do a hit. Yeah. Well, and it it's interesting with her because it starts off as like definitely like in, like genuine innocence moving into like, you know, like. Assuming I, more responsibility. Well, but like. I just want to reject, like, I want to benefit from this but not take part in it and then to have to, like, actually, like, be active in it. Because Mm -hmm. in the third one, like, she is a major part of, like, them staying alive. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she's always there. Like, she's very active. She's got quite a big, like, the biggest role in all three of them, certainly. Um, How does Connie Corleone eat a piece of poisoned cannoli 
and still live. <laughs> Maybe you have to eat the whole thing. Maybe Not she hid mention, the poison it, in the middle. Like, how long's an opera? He took forever. He was just scarfing yeah. that cannoli happily. <laughs> chop, like, chop, chop, chop. Like it took so long. And they like, are really long. And he kept looking over at her, too. She's like staring at him with opera glasses. And he's like, <laughs> okay. As he's here, this cannoli oh over. God. He's like, yum, 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 hours. yum. <laughs> so. But yeah, like the, the indignity of the fact that Mama. Literally doesn't get a name. Yeah. Not even in the second one when it's about their backstory. Mm -hmm. And she's barely in it. Yeah, no. At all. Oh, yeah. He gets her 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 a rug. Like, I think the (laughs) only named female characters in the first one are Kay, Apollonia, and Connie. Yeah. And Apollonia says zero words. Right. She does not Mm -hmm. speak English. Well, she says Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, (laughs) Saturday, Sunday. Right, she, she does her Dracula uh, <laughs> weekday count. That's sort of what she said. Uh, that was actually me doing an impression of Tom Hanks in You've Got Mail. Oh, yes, doing an that impression is. Of I that. hear it. I hear it <laughs> now. It's in my brain forever. Um, but I do think Kay also has, like, some stuff going on. Because, you know, she's not just going to put up with Michael's nonsense for her whole life. Which is, like, good for her. Um, except... Except that there's some sort of, like... We end the second film and begin the third with so much of it must have happened in between. They're like yes. separated and well, actually, no, I do. I remember. And then they happened. get back together. Kind of. They don't. Well, she, but she kind of like takes him back. Like they she's, have this weird reconciliation for no reason. <laughs> she's, she's got another husband. Yeah. She, like she didn't, I don't think she left that other dude. Mm. But I think she was a little bit like, oh, feeling a little like nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh, yeah. Chaos, chaos yeah. reigns. Oh, right, he hit me and stole my children. Yeah, and... it was all the things. But also, like, she did know Michael before, the before time. Mm-hmm, well, because yeah. he promised her. She mm-hmm. she came to Sicily with such a salty little attitude, honestly. <laughs> Every time he spoke to her, she's like, well, it's almost like... <laughs> I'm like, okay. But everyone knows. D- but also deserved. Like, yes, she, of course. You know, she's allowed to be as salty as she wants. She, Correct. I'm like, why even come? Michael oh, yeah. is a horrible old person <laughs> in general, but, you know. Well, okay, we don't have long to fully get into it, but maybe let's start talking about what it was like watching all three of them in one go, like all together in a unit. Do you feel like it changed how you experienced them? I won probably... I, I think, like, I can I can see the artistry and why the first one, like, I can see why it's important. And I I'll very much noticed, like, a change in film technology from one to the other. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. That Like, I just saw some grain and then didn't. But that's that's all. Anyway, I like the grain, though. I yeah, I know. I think it's better. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm keto, so I didn't like the grain. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> but uh, I think if I had spaced them out, I might have liked the third one more. Mm. I wouldn't have liked it a lot. But I, like, you know, holding it as a foil to the first one, like, it's just hard to... Yeah, just the tone shift yeah. is so weird. And also Al Pacino's performance is so yes, different. very much. Yeah, he really changes personalities. And, like, between the first two, there's a couple years, right? Like, 72, I think 74. only two, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, 90. Like, mm-hmm. a very long mm-hmm. time. And even, 90. like... Well, that's that's what year came out, wasn't it? Oh, I yeah. thought you meant 90 years. No. no. Like, okay. No. But, like... Drama. 16. Yeah, and, like, we get way more, like... I don't know, 
cla- like classic Al Pacino, <laughs> if you like the yelling yeah. and the the noises, the intense, the post, a lot of noises, the post Scarface uh, Pacino. I um, guess, hey, yeah, but hey, well, we'll we'll hold that thought for now and come back it. to it because it's time now for us to leave the gun, take the cannoli, and hear a word from our sponsors. <laughs> we'll be right back with more spoiler alert here on ninety one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. And we're back on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. And we're definitely back. We're doubly back. Oh, my God. That frightened me. 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Uh, We are going to get back to talking about the Godfather movies in just a minute. But first. I'm, like, sweating after that. You don't know what time it is. Um. Well, it's <laughs> it's game the time, people. Eight. Oh, well, what? Well, well, well. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay. I could hear the klezmer. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> instrument. It's beautiful. For those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend one moment this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. And we all have a super great fun time playing the game. You guys, are you ready to play the game? Yes. 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 This week's title is Mafia. Mm. That title again, Mafia. Okay, Mafia. I think that this is about a group of friends having a game night. Mm -hmm. And they decide to play that game, Mafia, that's sort of like... Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Analog version of Among Us for the okay. out there. <laughs> um, where you like don't know who the killer is. Yeah. Oh man, that's so sus. Analog. That's Among so us. sus. Um, but then an actual murder happens. <gasps> no. And so then it becomes this meta thing where they're like playing the game, but then they're also looking for a real murderer. Okay, wow. And I think it was directed by Sofia Coppola. There we go. Nice. Thank you. You think? Think I, it do. Was. <laughs> I do think that. Wow. Um, that is really fun. Sure. Um, okay. What is that Jodie Foster movie we watched about like, children? Uh, Do them talking candle about? Candle Shoe? No. Panic Room? No. Bugsy Malone. Bugsy yeah. Malone. <laughs> so, that, just, that makes the most sense. We should have guessed that first. It is Bugsy Malone. But, or no, it's in the style of Bugsy Malone. So all but children? All children, all children um, on a schoolyard, except it is, like, filmed like a sort of pretty brutal gangster, like, 80s movie. And all the, you know, the ladies are wearing, like, big puff sleeves. Uh, cannolis are being thrown. And um, it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's a pretty intense gangster movie, but it's with children. And instead of, like, you know, when that... When the kid, like, pulls aside his sheets and discovers a horse head, it's actually just, like, a punctured dodgeball or something <gasps> like that. Yeah. <laughs> the message. <laughs> yeah. That guy's <laughs> scream is incredible. I did lo- love that. It's funny because, well, like, I know was, we can talk about it later, but there's a lot of things that I'm like, oh, this is hack, except that this is the original. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is, where is where like, where from. it came from. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I'm happy to say that both of you are wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms. Oh. Although, I'd like to see it, maybe. I'd mm. still like to see it. Okay. Uh, Mafia, also known as Jane Austen's Mafia. <gasps> what? What? <laughs> I'm listening. Uh, 
1998 American comedy film directed by Jim Abrams and starring Jay Moore, Lloyd Bridges, Olympia Dukakis, and <gasps> Christina Dukakis. Applegate. Yeah. Oh. Um, so it's a we got Dukakis here. It's a spoof of all the Godfather movies. Mm. And other mobster movies like uh, Casino, uh, and then there's like all sorts of other things like from Forrest Gump, The English Patient. It's crazy. Wait, what this does, sounds amazing. What does Jane Austen have to do with it? It's that? just a joke. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's my favorite kind of joke that I don't get at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Anyway, uh, yeah, here's the here's the thing. So, oh yeah. Anyway, uh, it's hilarious. It's like a like an airplane style mm. mafia movie. A bunch of crazy stuff happens. They make fun of like. All sorts of things. Like at one point he gets shot and he gets shot like 49 times. His car explodes and he's in the explosion. It's like this whole English patient thing. Um, his uh, his wife in it is played by Christina Applegate. And like that's – her name's Diane I think in it. <coughs> anyway, at the, the – at one point in the movie she's like going to become the president but then he returns to her so she like – stops being the president to be with – like it's just totally ridiculous. It's very fun. Um, Lloyd Bridges is super funny because mm. he plays the like Godfather thing, and like it jumps back and forth in time. It borders on like ridiculous and also inappropriate several times, but it's still worth checking out. I am very interested. Yeah, yeah you, you should watch. Uh, Sean's interested. Jay Moore like is not the powerhouse that any of these other people are. <laughs> so you what know, year are we talking? Ninety eight. Okay. Yeah. Mm. A little, uh, <laughs> little or like. I don't know, more recent than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Um, in a big twist from everything else, it's 84 minutes. So yeah. uh, we oh, could get through this honestly, like, in a blink of an eye. That's nice. That's um, nothing at this point. But it's uh, it's very fun. And you should check out Mafia. I watched this a whole bunch of times when I was a kid because it's this crazy, crazy, crazy movie. You guys, thank you for playing the game. Thank, thank you, Jared. you. Well, we are talking about the Godfather movies, obviously, and we were just talking about what it was like to watch all three of them kind of in one batch all together. Um, so we were talking about Al Pacino's performance in the last one mm-hmm. and how it was very notably different from the first two. Yeah, and I, I think, well, I don't know. A lot of I looked online, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, like this is old Scarface, not old yeah. Michael." And I don't know if I totally agree with that. Because well, there's a lot of yelling. Yes. Like he, the thing is, I think the thing that is so effective about Michael Corleone as a character is his like quiet He's menace, just quiet and yes. menacing, yeah, and just it's that sinister coldness. Mm-hmm. And so then in the last one, he's very like brash and loud and shouting, and I don't. It feels like a different person. I know, but also mm-hmm. I'm like, but is this all the effect mm. of all of your? Years of evil compounding and exploding mm-hmm. out of you. Maybe. Which is maybe what they're trying to do. I think so. Because, like, when he had that s- diabetic stroke, mm-hmm. he was like, Fredo! <laughs> yeah, he was fully doing was, a Brando impression yeah. at a certain point. At that point, you know, and maybe the, maybe the direction was, like, act mm. more like Brando. You know, like, on the but, waterfront and all. Yeah, anyway, I'm, that was a joke. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> there's also this, like, strange link between grief and diabetes that I don't think that the writers of this film don't fully understand. Mm. But what? <laughs> uh, neither here nor there. Grief attacks your pancreas is what you're saying? Maybe I don't know. I'm just saying that at one point he had some real issues that were medical. And then he, uh, you know told a priest his sins and then that wasn't a thing anymore 
that wasn't a beat in the oh, story. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. like, you know, I get that he's full of grief, but... Uh, I was honestly very impressed when he was having a bit of a diabetic shock moment. Mm-hmm. And he was like, do you have anything sweet? Oh, yeah. And a man runs up to him with a tray full of orange <laughs> juice and candy. It's literally 12 and seconds. I was like, like how are they ever going to get this <laughs> sweet in so quickly? And it like luckily a man was right on, mm-hmm. on well standby. Uh, I also will say that, like, there are a lot of really human moments that I feel like mm. are lost in a lot of other things. I mentioned, like, them eating, like, yeah. undressed and stuff, which does feel, like, very real. And I do appreciate, like, all throughout all three of them, there are moments where it's, like, you know, oh, this is really stressful. I got to take this stuff off. Like, I, like yeah. yeah, everyone's this, like, get these clothes off. But also know, I get it because it's really hot and all your clothes are very yeah. and like. And, like, we have these images of these people that are formed by these movies. And, like, even I, Brando, like, I appreciate it. Like, oh, he's met with the last person on the wedding thing. <gasps> and he just starts, like, taking all this stuff off because it is, like, a whole it's, – it's all this pageantry, mm-hmm. right? And it is, like, this weird production of, like, looking fierce to these other men – which oh my like God. it's like yeah. it's, just, it's so fascinating. It's crazy, but like it's so important to them. Oh, there's right? uh, like not to make this about this, but <laughs> there is homoeroticisms all throughout this. Well, as there always is in any like hyper masculine mm-hmm. sphere. Yeah. Everyone is like the deepest hugs, the like yeah. most intense connections. A lot of like, like holding oh each my. other's face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um oh, Sorry, I just had a flash of that guy doing the donkey noise. Oh yeah, and it, it was alarmed so strange. me. I was scared. Of <laughs> was, was that supposed to well, be charming? Funny. Like, what was I the? Think, I don't the know, guy's funny. just like, do the donkey. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> frightened me. Um, but I feel like we can't. We have to talk about the other human connection. Like the one between cousins. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I guess. I guess we should talk about it. There's a really weird plot line in the third one. And it's so critical to the whole it thing's is. success. It is. It's like the, the linchpin of the whole thing. I don't know why. Uh, Michael Corleone's daughter, Mary, played by Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, Sophia Coppola, through a series of misadventures that we'll talk about. Um really has the hots for her cousin, Vincent. Mm-hmm. Her like, first cousin. First cousin. Sonny's un, out-of-wedlock child. Yes. Like, when we meet her, actually... The first that she is like very forwardly attacking him, and she is saying, "Ah, uh, don't you remember me? I met you when I was eight, and you were fifteen, and I want to be your girlfriend." And he's like, "Okay," and she's like, "No, really, I'm obsessed with you, and I'll not leave you alone." Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch of intimate, re- intimate moments where they are both calling each other cousin. They mm-hmm. are so perversely calling it. They're like, "Hi, cuz." It's so weird. And then they're like, mm, like, and I was like, maybe this is just sort of flirty. But then I was like, no, no, they're, they're hooking up. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe cousin is like a thing. And then they're like, no, you are my brother's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it is like every time I'm like, maybe that's not it. And they're like, and Michael Corleone's like, he is your first cousin. This is gross. <laughs> yeah. The movie is aware that it's inappropriate. And several times people are just like. Hey, Mary, like, this is gross. <laughs> but actually, their biggest problem with it is that it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Because mm-hmm. Vinny is in, you know, in the family, and they could just use her as a, 
a bargaining chip of some sort. I don't know. Like they could well, because there's the whole situation like, with Joey Zaza. Yes. Oh, God, Joey. God, Joey. Also, I just have to say, Joe Mantegna's performance as Joey Zaza is hilarious. It's I love great. him. He's so doofy. It's kind of good. It's like, honestly not It's not good the whole time. There I are moments so. where I'm like, okay, sir, this is very, like, over the top. It's funny because it's like, oh, you're the big baddie and you're such a doof. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, he is. That's kind of... But he, I mean, no, it like he... It was good. But, but he's supposed to be this, like, celebrity guy, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I got, like, Better Call Saul vibes from him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's it's this, like, really old-time idea. And, like, we have Vincent who's, like, taking it one cool leathery jacket way. Yeah. And then... Oh, uh, my God. Zaza, As I said, Andy like, Garcia is yeah. bringing the heat in this <laughs> he one. He can get it. He could and get it. young Bobby D for that. For that matter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and honestly, and honestly, young James young, Con, uh, young I've, young I've, I'm not yeah. kicking any of these people <laughs> yeah. out of my horse head bed. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, we should say rest in peace to James Con. Yeah, yeah how hey. we selected guys, this episode before he gosh, passed. Are we witches? Literally, I think so. I, so we have had a lot of weird coincidences. We have some powers. Anyway, yeah. we should manifest some good stuff. But yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's talk about the third one. Okay. What's its deal? <laughs> like we've kind of been talking about it this whole time. I, I don't, I don't know how. Like I think they were going for scale, which they achieved, which in my opinion doesn't fit the other two. Like it just mm-hmm. leaves it in the dust. But yeah, the party, yeah, the party, like the party scale was ramped up <laughs> very much. So, which is interesting because I was one of the things that like really stood out to me right away was that that party scene in the third one compared to the party, the like wedding scene from the first one. That just, like, encapsulates the tone differences for me. Right. Because in the first one, it feels like real people yes. at like a real Like real Sicilian. Like, yeah. And, and this just felt so like, oh, this is a movie from 1990. Right. Yeah. And each of them start with, like, a party and mm-hmm. a gathering and, like, this meeting. Like, it's all very sort of formulaic in the way that things proceed and end. For and all matter. of them kind of end in a big operatic moment. Yes. Oh, and, absolutely. And the third one, literally, an operatic <laughs> an moment. opera for what seems to be an hour. <laughs> oh, I was like, how long is Tony going to sing? I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest. I fell asleep for part of it. Oh, okay. I'm a, not even surprised. I, I, the only one that has their head on straight is the son. Yeah. What is it? Anthony? Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go sing opera and I'm very good. I'm very skilled and I'm going to invite my family and have a great show. A yeah. really good Knock show. out of the park. Um, does okay, so we can just say it really quick. It doesn't need to be dove into. The cousin thing is weird. It's weird throughout. It keeps coming up. Nobody likes it, and it's just strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it all made better if it's they're not cousins and he's just a guy like uh, Tom, like the original one who's like adopted, this sort mm-hmm. of adopted Tom brother? Hagen. If they had just done that with that character as well, mm. he could have just been a random guy. Right? Does it yeah. fix the whole thing though? Like. <laughs> I don't know because I feel like then Vincent's character kind of doesn't make sense because his arc is kind of him trying to find his way into the family because he's like, not uh, right. Sonny's legitimate son. But like, he still he could would, have just been like but on the fringe. He had made the choice to choose the family over her is kind of part I of guess. him too. But we, yeah, we could still get there. Like, yeah, it's still, we could. We you know, could have done that. Yeah, he could have been like Tom's son he, he or something. He could have even just been her girlfriend. Like, sir, her boyfriend to yeah. start out. And, like, then he goes up through the ranks and then leaves mm. her to take on. Like, he gets power hungry. Yeah. yeah. Could have been that. Maybe. Um, and also, like, Sophia is bizarre in this. Yes. Like, she's kind of a strange okay. smirk. But she didn't do too bad, honestly, until there's a scene where she was, like, 
did you make me the head of the Go Foundation? Yeah. And it was like the weirdest. She was just like, wasn't opening her mouth. And it was the strangest interaction I've ever seen. I'm like, this so is where she blew it. Do you guys know the story of why Sophia's in this movie? I think you should tell it. No. So, okay, so actually going back even further, Francis Ford Coppola did not want to make this movie. He was like, it's done after the second one. I did what I needed to do. And he was right. To be mm-hmm. honest. He was. But the studio was pressuring him and pressuring him and pressuring him. And the 80s were really bad for him. Mm-hmm. I was reading about oh. all the flops he had. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and so he really needed money. And he said, okay. And he said, okay, I'm going to need six months to write it and like get ready. And they said, actually, we want it to come out for Christmas. So you have six weeks. Oh. So this, I think, explains a lot about the movie. Yeah. And then the original actress who auditioned for um, Mary and who they were going to give the role to was murdered. What? Yeah. I can't remember her name. I should have written it down. Um, And then they were going to cast Winona Ryder. That would have been good. And then she had a mental health crisis and had to go to a facility. And so they were, like, about to start shooting the movie. And so even though Sofia Coppola had no acting experience, she basically did it as a favor to her dad. Mm -hmm. And so... It sucks because she was, she received a lot of virulent criticism. Mm -hmm. She won two Razzies, if I'm not mistaken, for this role. I think, as you were saying, Sean, like, she was, like, going to quit movies after this experience. Um, But she is quite bad in it. Yeah. Well, but it's it's the whole thing of it's not, it's not this one act actor or character that's making this not work Mm -hmm. right like that's not what's happening especially watching them back to back and like now that you say that they had six weeks to put it together that does kind of like fit where it's like okay we'll just go big and figure it out it explains why they yeah that helicopter scene mm -hmm. the very extended helicopter hit and the very extended operatic ending Mm -hmm. like that was those are half an hour and there is something very particular, especially in the first first and second, but mostly the first one, about the way the violence works. Yes. Because it is very over the top and very graphic, especially like James Caan at the toll booth getting mm-hmm. like Swiss cheesed. Like, you yeah. know, like it's it's crazy. But it happens honestly like very it's it's unexpected. Like mm-hmm. you like it's always a surprise. And then it's always like over and done. Right, like even even at the end, like where other people are, like it's still like a quick yeah. thing, which I think is trying to like capture how this whole thing works, where it is like a lot of thought and planning and mm-hmm. movement behind the scenes Strategy. until the thing happens. And the third one is not that. No, that, no. Like, all of the all of the hits at the end, like that they are doing on the others are all insane like mm-hmm. the one his whole plan is he stabs him with his own eyeglasses oh, yes. that is insane <laughs> like what is that what if he wasn't wearing <laughs> his glasses that day and like they're blunt like i don't know yeah. like how strong must that man be like he might as well just use his straight up hand and like <laughs> punctured through his i think head. he would have gotten like it would have been quicker if he used like some sort of karate job oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was all like that part i was in, i was like this is ridiculous mm-hmm. mm, yeah no it's nuts um and also, <laughs> the part that I laughed a lot at is when the the twins discover the the, the sniper at the opera, mm-hmm. and the one catches him, and you're like, oh, he probably killed. Or then you see him, like 
holding him against the wall and then oh fake out that guy is pretending to be dead with like mm-hmm. a huge like like cartoonish dead face on and then he's like surprise i'm actually not dead mm. it was it's classic insane it's a classic move that's not what you do <laughs> but that's a, that's a classic move yeah it's coming <laughs> the Please. classic i think Play dead. completely like a ventriloquist <laughs> like dummy like leaning against a wall i think that if you have not seen the godfather yeah and you are like listening to spoiler alert and you're like maybe i should check this out i think you should watch the first one and if you want more, you will watch the second one. Yeah. And if you're done I think with the... If start with the third. No, I was going <laughs> to say... That's if you're what d- I say. If you're done with the first, that's okay. I yeah. think that's fine. But if you're not, watch the second one. Then you have to wait a minimum of five years <laughs> before you're allowed to watch the third one. And going clean. Yes. And, like, watch it. Then maybe watch the other two. Like, you just need to, to get far enough distance <laughs> from these... Because yeah, right up against each other. Oh, it just is. It's just they're just such different movies. It's like it just it feels very different. Super different. Yeah. Poor Franny Ford. I didn't know his eighties were so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Rough it stuff. was a rough patch. But then I think he had something else after Godfather Three. That was oh great. yeah. I can't, I can't remember what, what it was though. Um, okay. Anything else to add about this masculine and fascinating franchise? <laughs> The truth. Um, yeah. What? Oh, in the there was a moment in the first one when when Michael is about to do his very first hit. Mm. He's like so tense. It was really intense. I love that scene. And then all of a sudden, the one guy just like grabs his crotch aggressively to see if he's got a gun. (laughs) That I'll that I was like looked away for a second. Then I was like, what the? Anyway, that's just something that I would like to bring up. That was very funny. No, uh, I think everyone should watch them. They're good. they're good. They're at least the first one. Yeah, they're, it's it's really great. It is, and I say that yeah. as someone who like isn't really into mob yeah. movies, like isn't into violence generally, mm-hmm. masculinity. I've got questions <laughs> about period, but it doesn't. It really doesn't feel as long as it is either. That's the thing I noticed. Yeah, well, With the third the one, the second felt one longer. does. Yeah, the third one feels the longest, and it's the shortest. The second one does feel quite long, and I think is the longest. Second one is long, gotta say. And I the first like one? I could have Close. dealt with that one being split a little bit. Mm. Mm. Maybe a, like before the Godfather. Oh my god. Also Vito's childhood. Come on. Yeah. That's for real. crazy. Oh, yeah. So sad. That's insane. And also like very interesting though. Ten minutes. But yeah, like, also like so I'm like fast. Wait, what happened when he is forced to he doesn't speak English, he's ten years old, he is forced to like whatever, um, isolate mm-hmm. and then fast forward he's a very healthy established married man at like 25 well clearly that i think the grocery store owner helped him along his way because yeah. he says like you've been like a father to me mm-hmm. but it was just like sorry this child is in an impossible circumstance and he mm-hmm. grows up t- to be robert De-, De Niro. De Niro. <laughs> robert De giovanni mm. um okay well with that mm. we say adieu arrivederci mm-hmm to the Godfather, and we say, "Hello, buongiorno." <laughs> I was like, I, "There's another word, but I can't think about it." To what you watching? So, fellas, what else do you watch this week? If you had time for anything, <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, I would like to talk about something, and oh. it's not something I watched, but it is a very fun thing. <gasps> I think. Okay. I, could be wrong. I don't know. It's not so, a part of the, our purview, but I guess we'll. Well, we'll that's see. fine. Uh, so, 
There is. There are two of them. There are Godfather video games. Uh-huh. Oh. Now, they are very crazy and fun because they recreate a lot of the scenes in The Godfather in like a digital thing. Anyway, you get to make your own mobster, dress them how you want. Can you play as you Connie? Want. Or no? Uh, no, I don't think so. That's oh, a bad Anyway. Um, but You're you just holding, to... like, a backpack of cannolis. <laughs> <laughs> Poison cannolis. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot them in people's mouths. Okay, also, um, I really want cannoli right now. Oh, I, I would totally. love one. Yeah. Anyway, it is so great because you'll see a scene from the movie, and then it'll cut, and then one of the guys, like Robert Duvall's character, will turn to your guy and he'll be like, go get that horse's head. And then you play that part. No. Oh, yes. So you play all the parts cool. in between the things that happened. You're just like a goon who like does all the stuff. Oh, that's fun. And it's super fun. It's really crazy. And so like, wait, you run up to a horse and you chop its head off? Yeah. Okay, and then you well. go sneak into the house and drop it off and get out without being seen or heard? Well, like, yeah, that must be hard. Pretty yeah, anyway, but um, if, if you're really into it and you want to check it out, it is like a really fun way to interact with like the universe. Mm. And like at the end of the movie, which is the end of the game, like you have to perform all three things in succession without screwing up. Like that's the... Anyway... If you want more Godfather. And if you screw up, does Michael it. himself? Uh, yeah. Oh, can yeah. you give you the hit? They used a lot of the like lines from it and stuff. It's very fun. Sleep so, with the fishes and a all. A thing to check out, for sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the theater and I watched Thor. Oh. Love and Thunder. Wait. Yep. Thunder, that sounds right. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. That. It is very kookaluku. It was fun, but it was... Like, Taika's on one, you guys. Mm-hmm. It was, like... He busy. It was outrageous. Um, anyway, I won't really do any spoils, but it was, like... I don't quite... I'm still f- rolling it around in my head. It's mm-hmm. pretty intense. The bad guy is very scary. Christian Bale plays this, like, ghostly, like, person that uses shadows. It's, like, frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know classic i need you this thing to open this portal or whatever mm. <laughs> you know th- those just roll together and roll there's a goat <laughs> oh there's two screaming goats yes. that are very funny i will say there's a clip circulating of taika and natalie portman talking about how this is such a gay movie and i've heard that it's actually not very gay at all oh there's nooch i think tessa thompson uh Looks longingly at a person once. Yeah. Ooh. So. Whoa. What? Wow. Taika, you're flying too high from our flag means death. You're not allowed to queer bait us actually, again. Actually, do you know what? Taika's character, he plays like a weird rock man. Cork, yeah. He does, I think he like ends up finding a gentleman. Mm. But these, but it's just two rock men like smiling at each other. All yeah, time. like that's, that's just yeah. not, that's and not I, very gay. I, no. think, I think technically they just said it was gayer. No, so, I think I think because it's a, it's seen. a it's them at a panel, and the question is, how gay is this movie? And they go so gay. Oh, see, I just said like I I saw something where they're like, well, it's gayer than the, mm. the other one. So, hmm. Sonya wants rock on rock, man <laughs> on man, <laughs> grinding like grinding. hardcore. Rock like if you, hard, like if you, know you were I mean? to put some pepper in between them, it would come out flaky. It, precisely. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. Put the berries in between and turn comes up. <laughs> Crushed. Well, what I've been watching, um, I think I've talked about this on the show before. Mm-hmm. Every summer uh, in Katmai National Park in Alaska, 
there's a particular river that has like the best salmon run in the whole world. And many, many, many coastal brown bears come there for the salmon run. And there are live cams. There are five of them. They run all day long. Live and when the I salmon tell run. you that I have become so obsessed you know with the watching these bears, I'm learning how to identify them. <laughs> and if you saw them, you'd be like, these bears all look the same. And I'd be like, that one's Otis, that one's Grazer, that one's... It's amazing. Anyway, just neurodivergent things. Uh, Getting very obsessed with bears. Quick question. Yeah. Can you see all five cams at once? Uh, you got to have multiple screens, Chair. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but the way I do it, and I'm really exposing myself here, is that I cast the main one to my TV, and then I flip between the others on my laptop while also looking at the live chat, because then you can get help identifying the bears or, like, seeing what people are saying. So, yeah, basically, I'm really cool, and I have a life. We live in the future. But it's just very cool because it's it's a way of experiencing nature in this very immediate and, like, like up close way that Not you could never do way. in real life. And there are thousands of people also obsessed with it. So okay. if anyone wants to check it out, explore.org or if you go on YouTube. Make yourself you a little salmon dinner. Remind me to tell you an off air story. I can't wait. The <laughs> listeners will be wondering forever. But uh, that's all the time we have for this week. So I'd Sad. like to give a shout out to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, to my co hosts, John and Jeremy, everyone at CJTR, and to you, our beloved listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Fridays at 3 p.m., and we're available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. My Electric is coming up next. Have a great week. Bye. See Bye. Ya.